Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides, and you can follow my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. Today is Thursday, May 12th, 2022, and this episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one pick and one pick only on every game played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As I go through the plays, remember there are no locks in gambling, so I'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling your wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Because, uh, Jared, we, you know, I say that <clears throat> at the start of every show, and we've talked along about how this season's been a roller coaster. I think it's been interesting yeah. that earlier in the season, the roller coaster was like two really good days, and then two bad days, and then two good days, and then two really bad yeah. days. And now it's stretched out to three. We had, I think we had a three game losing streak. Uh, last week then a three game winning streak and now another three three day losing streak it's so like this this the roller coaster is getting a little bit longer on those which is i don't know different Uncomfortable. <laughs> it doesn't make, yeah. yeah it doesn't make it any more fun uh yeah. last time we had a three day losing streak the next day bounced back with a plus seven unit day so i mean we can only hope right yeah yeah i mean we're due at this point i would say yeah it, it's it's one of those things where uh Baseball is a long season, and obviously we always talk about the grind. But I'm I'm much more used to baseball season being a like more like weeks at a time or month mm-hmm. type. Things are just going great, or things are going off because that's just the way baseball goes, right? Like if you if you're if you're betting 180 days, you know, for the full season, yeah. you're going to have a month that is awful. It seems like, and this year so far, it just feels like. It's not even like I said. It's not months. It's like day stretches. It's just kind of weird how we swing from like feels like everything I picked has the Midas touch to everything I pick is just like either either like some are just like horribly wrong picks or some of them are just like losing in the weirdest possible ways. It's like nothing can get right. Yeah, it's like, that's, <laughs> that's just what I was gonna say. Is did you want to mention any of the unique and odd ways that you lost yesterday? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I well. I uh, yeah. I, I, we don't, I tweeted we don't about have this. enough time. We don't have enough time, right? Well, I, I tweeted about this. I don't remember ever seeing a team score eight runs between their 26th yeah. and 27th out before. Yeah. And only the first one was the only one that mattered. They got over the team total. So once they got yeah. that first run, it, it, it didn't matter. But they just kept scoring, which was wild. Yeah, um, yeah and it, it's just been a a, a weird – I, I think the thing, and, and I'll, I'll kind of wrap up with this, it's it's hard. The, the human brain right, only wants to remember the bad, right? That's kind of how we're programmed. It feels like the we've had way more weird losses than weird wins. I'm looking for some of those weird wins because those are more fun when you're like, I had no business getting that one. But it seems right. like we're getting the weird losses more. And so uh, I thought we were going to get a weird win yesterday. I thought the Marlins team total under, which hung in there for the whole game, or two days ago I had the Diamondbacks Marlins game under, right? I thought we were going to have a couple of these weird wins where it's like, man, I had no business. And they like just teased us to get to the loss. So it's I, yeah. I keep hoping for one of those and – We'll get some eventually, right? It's a long enough season. Yeah, everything well, will happen at some point, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I I've, I've I missed a week last week, so I mean, are the A's still winning games? I don't think so. No, no, no? okay. No. And, and and the Reds still have a putrid offense, right? They're not going to win any games, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the the former, you know, is different from the latter. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
All right. So before we get to today's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way to ensure you don't miss any college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit us up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. We'd love to try to respond to as many as we can. Also, I encourage all my listeners to have multiple sports books in their portfolios, especially ones with reduced juice dime lines for MLB games. With these at your disposal, you should be able to find an edge on any game. I have a couple that I recommend. The links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. Again, remember shopping around, getting the best price, always a good deal. Uh, when you have these losing streaks, it helps kind of limit the damage, which is always really important. And then when you get the winning streaks, it just makes the winning that much bigger. So always shop around for a good price as much as you are able to. Today we have several afternoon games. We're going to start off here, 1 p.m. Eastern, first pitch. Mets at the Nationals. Taiwan Walker versus Yoana Don. We've got weather in the mid-upper 60s. Wind blowing in from right center at 10 miles an hour. Cousin Jared, the model says Mets minus 158. I'm playing Mets minus 148 with an A grade. I can't believe we get to continue to fade a Don at these prices. It yeah. kind of blows my mind. Um, Tywin Walker, nothing special for sure, just very average. Maybe at this point in his career, maybe a little bit below average, but at least like a competent starting pitcher. Yeah. Uh, Don might turn into something better, but this season he had one start early in the season against the Diamondbacks and their stretch of just awful offense. Right. And then you joke about our things still change, right? You know, uh, can the Diamondbacks still not hit, right? They kind of figured out how to hit a little bit. has <laughs> yeah. been the other development over the last couple of weeks. But, yeah. you know, he had one good start against them. In his other five starts, he's made it five innings exactly one time in a game in which he gave up three runs. That was by far his best start. Even if he goes five and three today, I love backing the Mets here because yeah. I think if the Mets score three runs in the first five innings, I, I think they got a great shot to win this. So uh, this number blows my mind. Mets minus 148, a pick for me. I, I, at some point, the numbers on Adon are going to get much higher. And at that point, we'll have to really evaluate it. But at this point, I don't think yeah. we have to think too much personally. What do you think? Yeah, so completely agree with everything that you said. I'm on the, the Mets here as well. Uh, my analysis, I was a little more thinking this through from the Mets perspective, though. The Mets are one of those teams that, you know, you always feel like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Absolutely. And and the more that I see them play this year, the more that I'm thinking the Mets might be pretty good this year. It's still early in the season. There's still plenty of time for that to change. But they're looking looking um really good. The other thing was there was an article on the athletic. Every every by the way, every Mets fan, every Mets fan just turned off the just, yeah, sorry, yeah. They turned off their phone or their computer, they're like, yeah, I hate yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's fine. The Mets fans can hate me. I'm not gonna do that personally. Um they can boo me. Uh yeah. So the other thing was there was an article on the athletic last week about how um the Mets are utilizing is, is it Cohen that's the owner of the Mets? I, I can't remember. Yeah. They're utilizing um people from his hedge fund to kind of advise on the team it reminded me a lot of what the astros did there right whenever um you know early or i don't know 2013 2014 time frame when they were bringing in people from mckinsey and all these other crazy places and you were like what the heck are they doing with these consultants coming in and obviously it made a huge difference so um you know maybe the potential something like that they're they're capturing value from some place that hasn't been kind of explored before so i have no idea if that's true i just thought it was interesting but yeah i'll, I'll take the mets here and feel good about it yeah, and, you know, you mentioned that with the uh, new approach that the Mets are taking from a front office standpoint. And if, you know, 
trash can incidents aside, if you can yeah. mostly emulate, if you can emulate 80% of what the Astros have done making five yeah. straight ALCSs, I mean, that's what you want to do right now. Yeah. Now, again, the, the, the danger to that is their philosophy, right, was – Oh, gosh, the comment sections are going to fill up just talking about this topic, right? <laughs> Their yeah. philosophy was win at all costs. And there's a downside to that. And they pushed some boundaries. They crossed some lines, absolutely. Yeah. And 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 they looked the other way because they encouraged a win at all cost yeah. standpoint, right? And that's obviously the downside of that is you have to be careful. But in general, that's why I said 80% of what they did, because in general, if you can kind of have that We've got to exploit every bit of value we can, and then also find a way to keep that within the yeah. the rules and what's you know morally and ethically right or whatever. That's the right, right combination. And so, right. if nothing else, the Mets, given where they're going, if they're heading towards the direction of uh, exploiting value everywhere they can, that's good. I'm kind of with you. I think um, Showalter for you know managing them is no, oh, yeah, bringing a bit of calm to the yeah. team and a little bit of you know maybe let's not panic as much or whatever. And, and he seems to be a, a solid guiding force for them. Obviously we'll, we'll see how that goes in the, in the playoffs and usage of yeah. pitchers and blah, blah, blah later. But for now, and, and the grind of the season, he seems to be a solid which, guy to lead them, which is exactly what the Astros did with bringing in Baker. So yeah. It's, it's exactly the right. Same and I have many complaints about dusty Baker, but with regards to the, with I, regards I well, to the but... calming factor of just, let's get through this grind of a season. He's been a great yeah. leader in that regard. X's yeah. and O's maybe a little bit different, yeah. but we can leave that yeah. discussion for another day. Yeah. Uh, Cause Jerry, both you and I are on the Mets minus one forty eight a pick for me. I love that one. 110 Eastern first pitch, A's at the Tigers, a game that finally went over a five-game series, by the way, here, of course, because of oh, wow. the makeup game from the lockout. Uh, this was the opening series, so they played one of the games. It was supposed to be in Oakland here in Detroit. So, yeah, it was supposed to be a four-game series, turned into a five-game series. Feels a little bit like the minor leagues. And, hey, with this team, these two teams, maybe it is. Hey, yo, yeah. if you're a fan of the A's or Tigers, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. The Tigers were solid last year, and this year just obviously struggling. The A's. The A's a team that early on we found some value on because we were like, hey, the A's aren't going to be that bad. They're not going to lose 110 games. And they were being priced like they're going to lose 110 games. Mm-hmm. Um, now their value has the last couple of weeks has kind of trickled away as they won a few games. They're being priced probably a little bit more accurately. It's still a bad team. It's just early on they were bad and being priced like very bad. So it was easy to back them. Right. Uh, it's been a lot different lately um, for them. And the Tigers, of course, still struggling. Uh, we finally got over in one of these games here in the ninth inning last night. Um, today we've got James Capriellen uh, versus Bo Brisky. Both pitchers very mediocre. Both offenses, as I've been saying, very bad. We're going to have a warm day in Detroit, low 80s. Probably not an, not warm enough for me to say the ball's going to fly, but warm enough where there for sure won't be any negative temperature effects. And the winds will be blowing in from center or left center, almost 10 miles an hour. So weather-wise, maybe slight underlean just from the weather. Model says Tigers minus 105. This feels like a coin toss game. I don't I, I don't know what to make of either team, really. If either one of these teams hit a little run and won 75 to 80 games, I'd say sure. If either one of these teams struggled, threw in the towel, traded whatever's left of their roster that they could and played for next year, I would say sure. I don't really know what to make of these pitchers. I just think these offenses are bad. And so with that regard, I'm going to go first five under four. It's minus 120. And I'm going to give this a B grade. 
I personally, I, I talked about this yesterday. I like the game under, and I like the first five under. I'm going first five under simply because I've got four and I've got the push protection and the game total seven and a half. Hmm. I like them both. It's just a situation where I'd rather have eight if I was going full game. If you have three and a half for first five, I'd rather have the full game. So it kind of just depends on what number. And of course, the caveat is what the odds are, right? Price matters. Um, it doesn't necessarily matter for one game, 1%, but in the long run it does. So obviously try to get the best price possible. I don't want to lay too much juice on the four. Minus 120 is about my limit here. But I think both offenses are bad. Both pitchers are just okay. And I think in general we've seen bad pitchings beat bad hitting. And here I'd say it's mediocre pitching can beat bad hitting and keep yeah. this more low scoring so I'm going first five under four B pick. I think game under makes a lot of sense too. It's just about, are you looking at three and a half or four? Or are you looking at seven and a half or eight? Cause Jared, what you got? Yeah. So basically everything you just said, perfect encapsulation. I'm taking the full game under seven and a half. You know, I, 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 I trust the hitters to not hit in this game. Right. I can't remember what the stat was earlier this week, but the A's have gone like 15 straight games, not scoring more than three runs or, or something like that. And, and that was in the midst of the Tigers having gone like 26 innings without scoring a single run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I feel I feel good about the under here. Kind of an aside, I like I thought the Tigers were going to be much better than they were I did too. this year. So I, I don't too. know if I'm, I'm biased as an Astros fan, knowing that they have Hinch and Correa, and obviously they, they finished Not last Correa. season pretty, pretty strong. We, we wanted Correa to go there. Correa's in Minnesota. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No, man, see? Living living in the dream in my Yeah, life. exactly. Well, that, yeah. And that was the speculation. That was what I thought. People were talking about Correa going to, you know, people, the Dodgers or whatever, which was always ridiculous, or the Yankees, yeah. which also seemed a little bit off, or all these teams. And I was like, hey, man, like yeah. Detroit's right there. And then Detroit yeah. got biased instead. I was like, well, I'm, yeah. You know. Anyway, I thought they were going to be a lot better than they were. And yeah. it's just has, has they've, they've probably been my number one disappointment. Like we could have yeah. all, I mean, I remember sitting on here the first game and saying, oh, yeah, the, who's going to, the Reds are going to be bad. Um, but, you know, I, I just didn't see what the Tigers and the Tigers finished last year strong. Their last hundred games, they I think they were like a hundred ish games or something like that. They were like above five hundred. I mean, they they finished the season yeah. really well last year, and they didn't lose anything to me that would have really yeah. affected that. They added Baez. I mean, yeah, I, I yeah, I'm I'm very surprised as well. They do have a couple injuries on the starting pitcher front, but that doesn't explain why they're quite so yeah. bad and then there's plenty of time to turn it around yeah yeah and there's plenty of time to turn it around you know mid-season acquisition or whatever but i mean the tigers are they were supposed to be this is that first year of their window that they could compete maybe they weren't quite ready to win at all but they were like we're gonna be hanging around and they're very close to you know they're another bad month away from like i said just kind of throwing in the towel and saying we got to trade what we can and prep for next year um which is really surprising i, I really thought they'd yeah. be minimum 70 wins and I, I if you'd have if you'd have said are they gonna be closer to 90 wins or 70 wins this year at the start of the season i would have said 90 and the answer looks like much closer to 70 at this yeah. point 90 seems yeah. impossible mathematically yeah. unlike you very very surprising uh moving on to the aforementioned astros uh, 345 eastern first pitch maybe probably <laughs> not uh they've yeah. got to finish last night's game i mentioned yesterday we'd have weather issues um and that one i don't know why they started to play given just how much rain was coming and it wasn't one of those like systems that would have some breaks in it i mean it was just a giant blob of weather mm. and they got three innings in and now uh, they've got to finish that up today 
they obviously want to get as much as possible because the Astros aren't returning to Minnesota this season. So they're going to finish up the first game at noon, and then they're going to play this noon central, noon local time, and they're going to play this one right afterwards. So who knows exactly when this one will get going. I think it's being listed as 345 Eastern, meaning if you want to get action on it, ignoring whenever that first game ends, make sure you do it before this time because then the bets may lock and you may not be able to get your money in. Uh, Luis Garcia versus Josh Winder. Going to be a, a nice day in uh, Minnesota. Winds blowing in from right 10 to 15 miles an hour, but mid to low 80s. Uh, so uh, maybe, again, slight under weather only because the wind. But temperature-wise, I mean, we're starting to see the time of year where the, it's not going to be cold enough to really keep the ball from flying. And we're going to start seeing some boost to the bats here uh, as it gets warmer. Probably not quite yet with the wind blowing in, but we're getting we're getting close. Model says Astros minus 114. I really debated game under. I just don't know what to make of the Astros offense. They have the potential to be good. And so I decided I'm going to isolate the Twins team total under three and a half at minus 107. I'm going give to give this an A pick. I love Luis Garcia. I think he's undervalued. Um, I, I think the ten, Twins are going to struggle to score runs today in both games. Then I don't have to worry about what the Astros do, but at a full game total of eight and a half, I think full game under makes a lot of sense too. I just thought that the Twins team total under probably a better way to look in this one. I project Josh Winder to be above average, but I don't show him going very deep into the game. And so a lot there will also depend on what happens in the first game, what sort of arm issue, arm availability the Twins have. The Twins already being down five to one, maybe they'll have all their bullpen arms, which would make the full game under more advantageous as well. So just something to consider as that first game plays out. Cousin Jerry, what do you got? I agree with everything that, that you said there. Definitely, I feel like Garcia is is fairly undervalued there. I mean, to me, this has all the, the markings of, hey, let's get out of here. Yeah. Quick. We've got to play two games today. Let's make this run as quickly as possible. I'm taking the full game under eight and a half. Uh, I feel, feel pretty good about that completely agree with what you said on the, the Astros bats too. Like the only thing I feel like I can say for sure is that you don't really know what you're getting yeah. in the game with, with this group. Um, so they've been doing a lot better lately. I, you know, I want to be wrong. Obviously I feel like it's probably about time they go into a funk again. <laughs> uh, so, so maybe that'll help, but the back-to-back games, the underrated pitching in this game, I feel good about the under eight and a half. Yep. I agree. I think under is the way to look here one way or the other. 6.35 Eastern, first pitch, Reds at the Pirates. Connor Overton versus JT Brewbreaker. Weather-wise, we're going to start off about 80 degrees, close about 70. Slight breeze blowing in, but probably won't affect things too much. I'm going to say overall probably pretty neutral weather there. Model says Pirates minus 125. I have no idea who's going to win this game. I don't care who's going to win this game. Yeah. Does anyone, I mean, if you're a fan of these teams, like if you're a fan of these teams, you're, are you trying to win or do you just want a better draft pick? I mean, this right. is – Ugly baseball, but I mean, how is this total eight? I don't understand it whatsoever. The Reds have played the Reds. I think, look, I think this. I think the Reds have gone over in twenty-five of their last twenty games. I think that's the. I think that's right. I, I, we'll have to check the math on that, but I think that's yeah. a pretty much what they've done. Uh, they played the Pirates uh, last weekend, and a bunch of those games went over. A bunch of them weren't even close. Uh, I mean, the Pirates don't have a great offense, but the Reds can give up runs to a Little League team at this point. Um, <laughs> the Reds keep scoring. I keep talking yeah. about it. I just keep surprising me, but they keep scoring. Uh, yesterday, they played Milwaukee in a, a 
25 runs in that game. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I made the comment. I said over nine was too easy. It should be 10, even if, you know, 10 and a half. So where I'm like, I don't know. And of course, 10 and a half would have been still way too low in that game. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how we're doing this. I don't know why we're doing this. Like at some point, like there are no locks in gambling. This game could be three to one. And I would just be like, well, that's baseball. Right. But like, yeah. <laughs> this number is way too low. Over eight is the way to go. A pick for me. Um, again, yeah. doesn't mean it will hit. It just means like that. I don't understand this number at all. Brubaker is not that good, and Overton is not good in general. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't sure. know what else to say. It, it blows my mind. Yeah. So as I was thinking about this game, saw this on the slate, saw what the the Reds did yesterday, I was thinking to myself, what number would this have to be where I wouldn't take the over? And I talked myself into, I would be comfortable with the push protection at 11. And oh my. 11 and a half <laughs> is, is where I would start to think about it. And then I saw eight and I was like, this is the like, what's happening? Thing. Yeah. yeah, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. So I'm taking the over two. Like you said, I'm sure this is going to be three to two now. But, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I mean, at this point, you, you just got to roll with the over yeah. while you're getting numbers like this, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, my number, I still say by 10. I still think 10 is a number where I would still go over. Mm-hmm. Again, if it gets to 5-5, five, five, and again, the higher scoring you get, the less likely you have a tie. Right. So it's not that 5-5 five to five would be the most likely scenario in a 10-run game because something like 7-3 to three or 6-4 to four would be just as, you know, reasonably just as likely. Um, but knowing that if it happens to be at 10 at 5-5 five to five and you get the win there, uh, over 10 I think is something I, I still would take. 10.5 for me probably is the number where I'm like, I probably would go over 10 and a half out of principle of what the Reds have yeah. done, but I wouldn't love it. I wouldn't want to be overinvested in it. But yeah, eight just, I don't, yeah. I don't know what, I, I really just, I don't know what other people are seeing that I'm not. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it's not like, it, you know, if this was a 55 degree day, 20 mile an hour winds blowing in, maybe, but I, these, yeah, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Over eight, the play, a pick for me on that one. 805 Eastern first pitch Royals at the Rangers. John Heasley versus Taylor Hearn. Model says Rangers minus 133. Taylor Hearn, very average to below average. Not a pitcher I really like, but I'm really fading John Heasley on this one. I don't see it with him. I think there's this tendency for people to say oh look they called someone up from triple a but last year he had a fip and an xfip over four in double a this year he has an era over four in triple a i just don't see it like it's not a guy who's dominated and is coming up and might offer you know something great for the royals here I, this is just a straight fade of him. I'm going A play with the Rangers at minus 128. I think they're underpriced here. Uh, the Rangers are a team I don't think is I don't think it's very good. It's long documented that I don't I don't think they're good. I don't think I think their bats are still better than the Royals bats. And I think that this is as much as I'm very met on Taylor Hearn, I think he's the better starting pitcher. This price just doesn't make sense to me. I think the Rangers are the better offense. They've got the better starting pitcher. Bullpen wise, I don't even know. I couldn't name probably four guys in either bullpen without pulling up my database <laughs> at this <laughs> point. But I just think the Rangers should be priced higher than this at home. Model says minus 133, but I'd be comfortable going out to minus 140 on this one probably. A pick for me on the Rangers. I think they get it done tonight against a pitcher that 
I just don't think it's ready for the big leagues personally. Cousin Jared, what do you got? I when I saw that you had an A play on this game, I was shocked that you were <laughs> comfortable enough to make an A play on either one of one of these yeah, teams. Yeah. Uh, you know, excluding a, a weather total or something. I have no feel for either of these teams or either of these pitchers. This is a big stay away uh, for me. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm I'm kind of with you. It's just the more I looked into John Easley, I was like, yeah, I would just I just want to fade this guy. Like I just don't buy it. I yeah, I don't see it. And so it's yeah, it's really just all about that. Um, the other there are other options on fading him. If you like, of course, you could go with a Rangers team total over. That's another avenue that you could look into if you are uh, convinced. If I've convinced you that we should be fading John Heasley tonight. Again, Taylor Hearn, a pitcher, I don't mind backing. I don't think he's great, but he's at least respectable, uh, at least at least deserving of a big league rotation spot, in my opinion. Hey, Tim Eastern, first pitch Yankees at the White Sox. Luis Gill versus Dylan Cease. We're going to start off in the upper 70s, close in the low 70s. Winds blowing in from right center at about 10 miles an hour. So, again, slight under weather. Um, not cold enough to be great under weather, but that wind blowing in could knock a home run down uh, if it's not hit extremely well uh, and or just hit too high. Uh, model says White Sox minus 112 says basically a coin toss game lean to the White Sox. So I'm going to take the Yankees plus 122 with a B pick and as good as Dylan Cease has looked this year, he came in to my numbers at the start of the season very okay, just very average. And of course we all knew the potential was there, but if you go back Several weeks, there's an episode where we talked about Dylan Cease, and I was kind of like, hey, just kind of average with it. I was just kind of where my numbers were. Just too much variability, too much inconsistency from him. But my goodness, this year he's looked fantastic, and he just continues to get better and better in my rankings. I think when I made that comment, he was starting to rise. I just hadn't noticed it. But taking a look at he's definitely caught my eye. He's been fantastic. I hate fading Dylan Cease whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But to some extent, the Yankees are like, kind of good this year yeah. and I can't believe it, but I think there's value on the Yankees. I, I'm very surprised um, to say that, but you know, if it was as simple as just the better pitcher wins, then, you know, you're, you're, you're Justin Verlander's of the world would go 35 and 0, right? <laughs> and so yeah. it's one of those yeah. where as good as Dylan Cease is, he's not going to, the White Sox are not going to go 35 and 0 on their starts. The Yankees have a much better offense. I think the White Sox offense is, better than they've shown. Um, but the Yankees' offense is definitely better. I don't think anybody would argue that. I think the Yankees' yeah. bullpen's better. The Yankees' defense is better. Huge mismatch in the starting pitcher department, of course. I'm assuming the Yankees are going to have Luis Gill go twice through the lineup and then turn it over to the bullpen, maybe not even twice, depending on how he does. But it's just kind of survived the first little bit. It should be lower scoring um, with Cease on the hill. So I considered an under... But to some extent, I just think, hey, if I'm getting plus odds with the Yankees with how good they look, mm -hmm. I can't really pass that up. So, again, under eight, maybe a solid look as well. But I'm just going to go Yankees plus 122. I think there's value at this number. B pick for me. Cousin Jared, what do you got? Yeah, I saw the odds for this game, and I was like, oh, crap, this must be Cease or Giolito pitching. Yeah. And sure yeah. enough, yeah, it, it, it was yeah. Cease. Um, by the way, sorry, this is off topic, but Giolito's <laughs> elevated changeup that he throws is just disgusting. 
like it, it it makes hitters look so dumb i mean i like when you see all the pitching ninja highlights every time i see an elevated change up from giolito it's like this is this is one of the best change ups i've ever seen especially elevated in the zone like that anyway that's way off topic um so yeah i i'm Anytime the model says there's value on the Yankees, I, it has my attention. Yep. If you tell me that Cease goes like seven innings, I, I am a little uncomfortable yeah. with backing the Yankees. But if he goes less than seven, I still feel good about it. Yep. I, I, I'm backing the Yankees here. And part of that also has to do with the White Sox offense. I know you mentioned that they're they're probably better than what they've shown. But, just but they scoring, haven't shown much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like just this month, they scored five, three, three, four, four, three, three. They had a game where they scored nine, four. Like it's – it's fine, but it's not great. And you're playing the yeah. Yankees here. So, uh, you know, I think you're going to need to score more than three runs to, to feel comfortable. So yep. I'm backing the Yankees here as well. Could look dumb, uh, but I just I just think there's a little bit of value there. And it reminds me a little bit. I only had a C pick on it uh, yesterday with the Phillies fading uh, Logan Gilbert. But it's almost the same sort of thing. Like Logan Gilbert's fantastic, but he's not going to go 35-0. and 0. And sure enough, we got to the window there. It was just there was value on the Phillies. Um, it wasn't one I wanted to be over-invested in. Uh, necessarily, but it got us to the window with, uh, you know, with, you know, a unit and a half profit or something like that. And it's almost the same thing here. It's just kind of one of those. I don't like it fading Dylan Cease whatsoever, but in certain situations, I think it's the right spot. I think that's today with this number. Also, just feels like a coin toss game because the only advantage the White Sox have is with Cease, as good as right. he is. It's the only place they've got an edge. Yep. So Yankees for us plus one twenty two be great for me. In the late game, 10-10 Eastern first pitch, Phillies at the Dodgers, Zach Wheeler versus Tyler Anderson. It'll be an okay night in L.A., 70 degrees to start, but then chilly as we finish at about 60 degrees. Um, winds will be across in, kind of hard to say at this point, um, about 10 miles an hour. Model says Dodgers minus 127, which would imply there's some value on the Phillies at plus 130. I don't want to be invested in the full game on the Phillies because this team is weird and yeah, they, yeah. I mean, they held on yesterday, but like can able who's their closer went an inning, he went four outs yesterday, pitched over multiple innings. So maybe he's unavailable today or maybe he's less effective today. Some of that bullpen gets bad quickly. I just don't really know what to make of them in the late game situation the Dodgers will start Tyler Anderson. Whenever he comes out, it'll be a huge upgrade. Um, not that Tyler Anderson is awful. I mean, Tyler Anderson would be basically probably the best fifth starter for anybody else in the big leagues, but given how good the rest of the Dodgers starters are, he's definitely a huge downgrade. Um, and their bull Dodgers bullpen is pretty solid. And so I'm going to actually isolate the first five. This is the first time I'm going first five side of the year. I talked about yesterday in general. I don't like doing this, and I stand by that. That's why it's the first time I've done it. But last time Wheeler pitched, I talked about two times ago, I backed Wheeler. I said I thought he was coming around, and he looked great for the first – he looked great for six innings or whatever it was. Last time he looked even better, and that was the game that was 0-0 into the 10th. And so I like Wheeler. I think he's undervalued here. I think people are still thinking about those first few starts. But, again, he had that short and sprint training. So I want to back Wheeler. I think he can shut down this Dodgers offense as good as they are. So I want to back Wheeler, but I – don't want to be invested in what the Phillies really do offensively in this game, which is why I'm going plus half a run. Because if it's 0-0 after five, we get the win. 
Um, mm -hmm. Odds are only minus 118, so I think that offers some value there. I wouldn't want to lay something like minus 140 on this. If you had to do that, I'd rather just take the money line, and if it's 0-0, then we push. But I just don't want to be invested in the Phillies' bullpen. I don't want to be invested in if Wheeler struggles in the seventh because – you know, maybe he's still not completely built up at this point. Um, I don't want to be invested if it's 0-0 going to the 10th. I just don't have to deal with any of that. I think the Phillies, their best chance is to do something early where they have the big advantage. And so I want to back the Phillies' first five. I'm taking the run line that way. Again, if it's tied after five, we get the win. Minus 118. B grade for me, I debated an A grade, but I just don't think there's a, as much value in this number to get me to an A. So only a B pick for me there cousin jared what do you got so i'm i'm just gonna walk y'all through my process on this game so i think the dodgers are really good i don't want to back the phillies but you know wheeler's going for the phillies i can't believe i'm saying this i really don't want to back the dodgers either going against wheeler yeah. so then you say well maybe you want to look at the under well <laughs> i really don't want to bet against the dodgers bats and the phillies can get really hot and score a lot of runs and then you're like well maybe you want to look at the over but then i go back to well wheeler starting and i yeah. don't think the over is a legitimate play so i'm staying away from this game i can just talk myself out of of any side on this i'll be interested to see what happens you're completely right the phillies are weird i feel yeah. like every time that i'm invested in a phillies game something strange happens and yeah. there's a, a group text that's like yeah. what the hell's going on in this game and i yeah. feel like that's like four times a week with them yeah. so especially this game starting late i don't want my phone to be blowing up at like 11 <laughs> so I, i'm just completely fair staying away from this one fair all righty and then we've got the orioles at the cardinals will be a day game right now the orioles do not have a confirmed starting pitcher putting generic bullpen game in i make this cardinals minus 172 uh that number will probably go up and down probably rounding error um when we have an official starting pitcher for the orioles or if we hear who might go in bulk i'll throw that in and wait that appropriately so it might change a little bit but it probably won't change too much I think the Cardinals probably get the win, but without any odds at this point, it's hard to really assess too much here. Because, Joe, do you have anything to say about this one? Nope. There will be a game, probably. Yes, there will be. Yes. <laughs> you yep. never really know. Like, I made a little banner for this one. Like, pick, question mark. <laughs> we yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess my boy Jordan Hicks is... Jordan, yeah. Obviously, we talked about him uh, early on. Yes. Why, why does he only open? Yeah. Why opening? does he only open on Thursdays? Like every time I'm on the pod, he's opening. So yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's just like a Thursday thing. Anyway, just yeah. Weird. I mean, you know, I you know, being a, a you know, mathematician, statistician, right? I have my weird habits and quirks, right? Some of you listening may feel the same way. Some of you are like, no, I don't. But I mean, for me, if I was a pitcher, I'd love just have like every this day's I pitch, and I know the whole like every yeah. fifth day or whatever. But I would. I would personally, if it was like, well, you're starting on this day and it's a day game and this day it's a night game and this day it's a Sunday or whatever, I would just be like, if you just said like, if you're pitching every Thursday, it'd be fantastic for me. And that's not the way the world works, of course, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe like how the professor wears an Astro shirt every Saturday. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Exactly. Hey, I wear I wear the same color shirt on the certain days because that reminds me what day it is, which which in the middle of the pandemic, when we were all like everything was wonky, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. we're mostly, you know, back to normal life and, and whatever, and, which is good. But, you know, in the middle when everything was crazy, otherwise, how did you know what day it was? Right. So the, the shirt color thing helps me know. I looked down. I'm like, oh, like I know it's Thursday. I'm wearing purple, you know, so there you go. It, <laughs> 
<laughs> it, it's Man, clutch. Welcome. Some people think think about this. People, it's clutch. Welcome, welcome to the mind of the professor, people. It's a scary place in here. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, uh, Apex for me. I've got the Mets minus 148. I've got the Twins team total under three and a half. Reds and Pirates over eight, and then I'm taking the Royals at minus 128. Split my hockey picks yesterday. No hockey picks for me today. Uh, cousin Jared, do you have any parting words? No parting words at all. How about Rich Strike? That was crazy. <laughs> I Who? mean, that, that, the, the Kentucky Derby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was, man, that was like months ago in my brain. <laughs> I, it, well, it's the first time I've been on since. That's true. That was, that was just insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, I just had to say that. I couldn't believe that. And th- my daughter was watching it with me. And the next day, the race was so fun, she asked if we could watch the horses run again. So, uh, you know, I feel like I'm a good father. There you go. I li- Yes, I like it. I like, you know, <laughs> yeah. ra- raising her right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.